What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Banter Zone. I'm here with. What's happening, Terry? This is Simon. We're here at beautiful Brewhouse in the north end of Calgary after the Calgary FC game that just wrapped up. We're here to come down here, so thank you to the Brewhouse for giving us a spot. Um, sit here, enjoy a drink. I'm just getting over sickness. Been kind of out of it for the last five days. I haven't been to a Calgary game. The last two I've missed. So Harry's been holding down the fort with Dylan uh, and my brother uh, Sebastian. So lots going on, man. We've been kind of. You know what? It, it's been a few weeks since we've actually reached out to you guys. Number one, I do want to appreciate. I do want to say thank you to every single one of you guys out there that are supporting us. We've hit over a thousand views. Yeah, so, thousand subscribers. 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 I can't even so speak properly. I'm so excited. Woo! Yeah. So um, thank you so much. Honestly, for that. yeah. Thank you for joining the CFN family. Thank you for all the feedback. Yes. It's been great. But this show is packed, and we're trying to get we're we're going to try to get through this as fast as possible, as easy as possible. And honestly, once again, hit subscribe, like, share, and comment below. Yeah. Let us know what your thoughts are and everything. Is there anything you guys want added? Whatever you guys want to hear us talk about more, let us know. But uh, now we're uh, about a month into the CPL. Not to say the novelty's worn off because it hasn't. No, it's um, far from being but, worn off. But now it's like, okay, we're in it. It's going, it's happening. Now the only thing left is time to criticize the quality <laughs> or or talk good about the quality because... And this is my expertise, if you don't know me already. So, uh... Honestly, well, I, I know we touched back on this about a month ago, if not a little bit longer ago. We were talking about standings, where we see some of these teams are going to be. And honestly, we have facts after four weeks of play. Yeah, and I, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Calvary supporter, and I said they were going to be good from the beginning. Harry predicted Pacific to do to be at the top, and then Dylan also predicted Pacific to be at the top. Um, York was slated to be top team. York was slated to be up there in the top three or four all day, every day. But um, and as it sits right now, let's hit it up. So top of the table, the lads <laughs> from Calgary, our Calvary boys. Uh, sitting at the top, six straight wins. As it sits right now, doesn't look like anybody's going to beat them. No, nobody's going to touch them right now. Like, it looks like they're a couple games away from locking down the spring season. Like, there's... The only way that anything is going to fluctuate right now is the number two team, Forge. Okay? If if Calvary goes through a bad spell of injuries, well, guess what? You're going to see a little bit of ranking change again. But honestly, I don't see the Cavs making any kind of big injuries. Knock on wood for them. Not saying I support the Cavs, but hey, good on you. You're number one in the table. Yeah, Ford sitting second. They played more games. They played five games in the league. Um, they haven't played any Canadian Championship games because they're um, in the second round already, um, just based off the logistics of all that junk. The MFC Edmonton and uh, Valor were already getting a bye. Blah, blah, blah. Well, just dropping junk and now blah, blah, blah. It was junk and blah, blah, blah. Because there was really <laughs> no reason that those three teams, just because they were registered first, Cavalry registered like a month later, but those three teams got to buy into the second round. We all know it doesn't matter what sport you play in Canada. If you're from the East Coast, you get everything you want. Ex- point made. <laughs> Toronto rules the world. And, and go back on the checkerboard. I'll take another one for agreeing <laughs> with me. Yeah. I know. We need this to get like a run-in tally now. <laughs> this is like the eighth. No, that's too much. Sixth. Hey, I'll take any win. <laughs> I think it's the sixth time I've agreed. I'll take any win. Anyway right now and now it's funny because there's been times where harry's made predictions at Cavs games and to be honest like I, we know people watch our show but the amount of people that were busting your balls at that game after your prediction that cavalry was going to get pumped on opening day oh my god 
All I have to say is thank you for the support. Yeah, exactly. Players on the field walking up the field is like, oh yeah, so where's the puppet? Uh, you know what? That's a conversation <laughs> for a different time. But I've got, I got, I have been torn apart, and even today, which I'll touch base with later on, I got torn apart again today. Valor uh, um, sitting third place, uh, two wins, three losses. So really, the table points wise, Cavalry with twelve points, four straight wins in the league. Uh, Forge seven, the closest. So five point gap already between first and second. Like, you know, ten games in the beginning of the season, Calvary gets another two, three wins, it's over. As I said, if the injuries do start playing a role in this, we're going to see the Cavs drop a little bit. I can't say drop, but you will see other teams like Forge start stepping up. Yeah. Um, well, if they can stop getting cards, but uh, we'll, get, we'll get there. We'll get there after. Uh, Harry's team sitting in fourth, Pacific. Pacific! One win, two losses, two draws. Um, it looks like they're just having trouble scoring goals, man. You know what? I, I, could, I know I shouldn't take a hit at at him, but I can take a hit at him. Because I was just at a game today, and this gentleman decided to put another goal in on his own net. Thank you, Haber. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know where anybody is expecting me to go with this. Yes, I did predict Pacific. But the quality and seeing those two big injuries have really set us back. Um, you know, and then another setback, as I said, watching Haber put another goal in for the opposing team. Um, yeah, he's having that's the second one. I think this yeah. year he's done. He's, you know, I, I don't want to get controversial. I know we're talking about the table right now. We're talking about the standings. Yeah. But in your eyes, in your eyes, is he a bust? Is he a player that we paid way too much for? And is it going to be a bust this season? Yeah, because if we're not, if something we may have heard that he may be the highest played player in the league right now, and five games in, one goal, and then add in the two. Add in the two um, I step after games. This conversation. seven games in, one goal, and he's your highest paid player. I would say three now. Sorry, because he scored one today. Yeah. Oh, did he score? I, mi I missed the last. But I didn't see and it then today. He also scored one on his own net. But hey, let's get off this topic. <laughs> uh, let's let's go. Let's so go down. Two goals, seven games, starting to hit that. Anyways, um, drop your comments. Um, yeah. What do you think? Is Haber gonna pull out and actually be the man he's supposed to be, or is he actually? Going to be a bust like everybody kind of, a lot of people were kind of predicting it to yeah. happen that way, unfortunately. Uh, fifth place, we're looking at uh, FC Edmonton. All we got to say about the Eddies is I'll class. give them that. Class. Your fans do you justice. I just want to say that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you guys aren't out there playing. But without that support behind you, you have no idea. Not only you guys, maybe you do have an idea. But the rest of the league has no idea what the Eddies do for Edmonton. Okay? Yeah. I'm a Calgary guy. I'm not wanting to get into this <laughs> battle of Alberta, but honestly, nobody understands the Edmonton FC, or FC Edmonton fans. Yeah, like the River Valley Vanguard, all those guys over there, they're they're they've been established for a while. They're probably the oldest supporters group. Um, they've been doing this for for a while. So good group of guys. We had the pleasure of spending some time with them, but we'll get into that a bit more. They've only played three games as opposed to five or four like Calgary. Correct. Um, but uh, one win, one loss, one draw. So not a, not a bad start. Trying to find their feet as well. Three games as well. So you yeah. know what? There, there's plenty of opportunity for for them to get back into this table and get back into the uh, into this rush. So. Yeah. And then we got the Wanderers. Yeah, we we've already said the Wanderers are gonna be at the bottom of the pool. We already I can't say we already knew that because that was a prediction prediction prior yeah. to blind prediction. Like you no. Know, but as yeah. we can see, we're pretty close. 
Uh, let's jump into number seven because this is a kick in the sack. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> nice. Well put. I did not expect this to be there. To be honest, York Nine being at the bottom of the table, nobody yeah, expected this. Nobody expected. We expected if you're looking at York Nine, you'd be sitting at second, third. Okay, that's exactly the way that I felt it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, but they had some troubles in the championships. They drew in the first game against A.S. Blaineville, and then they ended up squeezing a goal out today to right. to win it. So. But once again, they've only played three games. Yeah, and then they've got uh, two Canadian Championship games on top of that as well. But uh, goal leaders right now in the league, obviously, real early, not even a month in. But uh, they got Novak and Brown. And, well, I mean... Novak, Brown. Three Forge players and one Cavalry player all tied with two goals each. So Forge showing their, their firepower. And honestly, uh, Jordan Brown... Class act. Unreal, man. He's quality. Like, yeah. Do you know what the bad thing is about him? And this is something that you mentioned. I'm just going to steal it from you. But that's the problem, isn't it? And it's going to start out. We're going to see it. Jordan Brown is good, and he's showing his colors. So, like, what are we going to do next year? Because he's gone. It's not what are we going to do. What's Jordan Brown going to do next year? Yeah. He's going to pack up. He's going to leave Calgary. Going back. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, obviously, that's what this league was kind of designed for, to be a bit of a, a stepping stone in, in order to start. That's what it was going to be. So... Jordan Brown, two goals, class, quality, always creating chances, always a pain in the defense's ass. Yep. Um, so good. Cadell Thomas, Tristan Borges, and Novak, again, tied to two. But we knew Thomas was going to be a power player as well. Cadell Thomas, yeah, we talked about Cadell Thomas from the beginning as well. Big boy, power. Um, and then a bunch of people with one goal. But uh, Escalante took a bit of a knock a few while back from Calvary. Haber with one goal yeah. in league play. And then one goal in Canadian Championship, championship like we said. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, Canadian Championship as well, but at the same time. Yeah. One guy who's kind of been a bit of a surprise. Quiet surprise? Nico Pasquati from Calvary. Nobody really expected him. Like you know, He's Nico from Lethbridge, Lethbridge University. But he well, didn't. Like, but that's like, say, Grabs. It's only Grabs from Lethbridge. No, but but he played Lethbridge University. Nick had a professional career for 15 years. He was just that better. <laughs> he was that much better, so he walked away with that. Well, no, 10 years. There's a there's an age gap, dude. Like Nico's 22 years old or 24 years old. So I'm his favorite Grab player. 30, Nico no, Pasquale. No, not at all. Actually, not my favorite player. But, but yeah, it's a, it's definitely <laughs> a good mix right now of different players. Two goals, one goals. We're yeah. gonna see a lot coming up as well. So. Um. Assists, I mean, really, not, nothing too, too crazy with assists. No. What do we got here? Shots on net. Okay, this gentleman, once again, trying to tear right into him. Let's go. Haber. What the are you doing, man? Like, what's honestly? That, what's that percentage? 14 shots? 14 shots. Officially two goals now. No, but this is only Premier League. This is only CPL, oh, so that's one. Sorry, I'm talking. Yeah, sorry. I'm one, talking to one goal on 14, 14 shots. shots. That percentage would be like 14. 0.14. Yeah, like 14%, really. Like it's less than 14, less than 10%, really. Embarrassing. One shot and four. Embarrassing. It's, There's no excuse. Last time he's, and I'm sorry, Haber, and I'm sorry to every other final third that is a Haber fan, but I am so sorry for picking on you because I know you sat out for two games because of your injury. Okay, there is different things out there. Your thumb, your toe, your elbow. Come on, get out of here. Did he get turf toe? Is that what he had? Oh, come on. I don't know. It was toe, though. I think it was it was something with his foot. It was like a toe. Injury. Might as well just be Neymar and roll down the grass, all right? Whoa. 
That's I'm going that good. far with Haber. Number one, and what, from my understanding, <laughs> highest player right now in the CPL, and you're not doing anything. I'm sorry for coming off harsh, okay? It's been a long day. <laughs> but, yeah, you can't really argue that fact. He's not. Another one that really hasn't... He's gotten his chances, but hasn't been able to... He's missed a couple of sitters at times. Dominic Malonga for Calvary. He's missed a couple. Um, just kind of expected a little bit more, but again, early, so... It's still really early. Really we knew he was like a last-minute signing as well, so coming in to yeah. play for the Cavs, we knew it was going to be a tough one. Um, cards. Learning to touch, touch on this real simple and easy. You know, we got Valor, two Valor placing at the top. Actually, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten players all tied with two cards. So um, two yellow cards, yeah. Two but Valor's leading this whole list. If you got one, two, three, three four. Four in the top ten. So think about that. Uh, we've seen some cards. We've seen some nasty plays, but... There's been some nasty ones. Like some of those... Some of the red cards that have gone on have been yeah. pretty gross. But we'll get into that a little bit because there's been a couple reds and there's been some suspensions that have happened. But uh, no surprise from the keepers. Um, I don't think there's been a surprise, really. There's no surprise. I believe... So number, so we're going off the CPL side here. Uh, York 9, so their goaltender is actually listed as number one keeper for making the most saves, which is Ingham. Okay? Yeah, Nate Ingham has he's had his hands full, man. Honestly, w without... That one win, and without those two draws, you you must give that game to Ingham yeah. all three games. Yeah, without that, without that goaltender, like think about it, fourteen shots. Yeah, and those are big, and he's made big saves too. They weren't like just you know little Koreans off. No, like he's made some big saves. Um, no surprise, number two, Marco Carducci. Il Duce, uh, Marco Carducci with ten saves, just class. Couple clean sheets for him. And then Mark Village at Pacific, but he's, he's getting a lot of work. Like he's, he said, he was going to get peppered, and he's starting to see him. Yeah, and it's not even – we're not even there yet. Yeah. He's got another five games, and then he's going to see what it's, what he's actually made of in the end. Add the two Canadian championship games that yeah. he's played, right? And that's he's conceded four. And then how many shots did he face today? Like, I, I don't even want to get there but... today. I don't even want to start that one. But <coughs> And then Williams from Wanderers. From Wanderers. Valor, we got uh, Oscar Garrow. And then I kind of felt bad for Fargo when they were here and we were sitting behind in the supporters. Man, they were giving it to him hard. Like, yeah, but whenever there's no goalkeeper <laughs> in this league, okay, we visited a few cities already. The keepers, we don't need to talk about that one in that. Okay, let's not, but <laughs> that one was, the keepers have a hard job. Like, in, in this sport, especially when you got the hooligans sitting right behind you, you know, you're gonna sit there and you, well, sorry, you're not gonna sit there, you're gonna stand there and you're gonna try to block that out. But there are times you can't. Yeah, because they go so hard. All right, all right. Let's, um, let's get so off So the that. first round of the Canadian Championship is all wrapped up and done. But um, you know what? We're going to tee up something a little different because we always the perspective from the soccer fans, and Canada's never been known as a soccer country. So we're going to change it up a little bit here. So as Simon was saying there, you want to look at a different perspective. So... A fan that is Canadian, Albertan, uh, never played soccer, but you know what? Well, he's he's played, but like co-ed and stuff, white played, so he's been exposed to the sport. Uh, but Kostani, thank you for joining us. One of our boys, uh, diehard hockey, uh, made his way through the ranks a little bit himself. Uh, 
you know, kind of been there, done it, seen it, uh, everything but the NHL or anything at that level, but played it. Living in a country, being a small town, Alberta boy, you know, this league, what is it kind of, from your perspective as a hockey player, what what is it kind of league, kind of, you know, it's like? It's, it's actually really surprising. Um, my wife uh, has a background in soccer, so I've been uh, privy to see that. Um, my soccer knowledge is indoor soccer, so obviously it's really indoor much hockey, soccer. but uh, indoor, right? So obviously a five on five, but getting to watch it and getting to experience, you know, the growth of the game and just and, and watching the CPL come to life and the Cavs come to town and, and then the El Clasico. It's something that any sports fan truly, truly enjoys. The passion that every fan base has, I honestly am jealous. I'm jealous. You know, growing up playing hockey, I would love for people to be banging drums and, and going crazy. And, you know, like, you, you, you look at any any player that's played in Europe, and they love that. You know, and, and I'm so excited to see that here in Calgary, uh, to see that here in Canada. Um, it just, it, it, it makes it for exciting new adventure and you know it just it, it brings a smile to your face because as a true sports fan it's something you can get behind yeah. you know as a as a calgarian yeah of course i love the el classico I, I want calgary to win at everything it doesn't matter if it's knitting crochet yeah. footy, well, hockey lacrosse you know? I, have a, I have a quick but, question for you okay so watching hockey battle of alberta calgary versus edmonton you look at that culture okay you might have experienced a little bit of this calgary versus edmonton culture for soccer so like the Calgary Edmonton or the Alberta Derby. Okay, what do you think on the side of the hockey culture they can bring into the side of soccer? That's uh, that's a really good question, actually, Harry. I didn't expect that from you. <laughs> um, to be honest, I, I I actually don't know the answer to that question because I'm actually looking at it on the opposite side of being the envy of what soccer and footy brings to the table. Um, I, I watch those videos in Europe and watching the goalie clapping on the nets and, and you know, watching the crowds go insane. So to answer that question, I actually don't know. Maybe put it on ice? You know what? There's, there's an I, idea. You know? I don't know. Game Other than that, do. you know, there's, there's, you can't really, can't really capture, you know, there's, there's lightning in a bottle that's happening in Alberta and it's amazing and across the country too. Okay. So, so let me, let me ask you another question then. Um, Battle of Alberta, what does that mean? Doesn't matter. Well, I'm not talking about hockey, I'm talking about soccer. What does the Battle of Alberta Calgary always wins. <laughs> do for any culture, for this soccer culture? Like what is that gonna bring the, the in? Battle means camaraderie more than anything, actually. You know, the first war the first word is battle, which is a war, which you know you can relate to any sport. But the beautiful the beauty part about sport is at the end of the day you shake hands and it's it's over and you know to watch both cities support their team, that's what it's all about. And, and to have that community sense, um, I don't think you can replace that. That, that really, you know, you're, you get that pride of your, your town, your team, you know, no matter what, you know, you could be at the bottom of the table, you could be at the top of the table, you still, you got your boys, and, you know, or, or your team. And, and You know what, that's a great, a great point aspect. you just made. Like, being at the top of the table, being at the bottom of the table, it doesn't matter. It well, all it just kind of does. Well, but it does come down to that another sport, and it comes down to 
you know, we could be last place, but as long as we beat you, we don't yeah, get, exactly. we don't and that's that's in the Battle of Alberta with the Flames and the Oilers. It doesn't matter who's uh, where, you just don't lose to the Oilers. Yeah. And that's one yeah. thing I just saw in hockey, and it was cool because right now the World Championship is going on, oh, and I'm Patty Kane was getting interviewed, yeah. and the 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 UK fans are sitting there screaming, "Who are you? Yeah. Who are you?" And Patty Kane starts laughing. He's like. I don't know what they're chirping me about, but they're chirping me. <laughs> it's so it's hilarious because yeah. they're, they're awesome. That that actually, I have to say, Great Britain has taken the World Hockey Championships by storm. Um, the Spice Girls? Sorry, what? True. No, not the Spice Girls. <laughs> Close. But no, it's just, it, they bring that energy. They're actually, right now, they're bringing footy to hockey. And they're chanting, and they're, they're excited. And, and you know, that's, that's a European way, and I love it. I, I'm actually loving it. And the fact... That you, the story you're talking about, Great Britain even wasn't even playing. Their fans were just there to just harass. <laughs> I, and I, I love that. that. I love that. that that's amazing. <laughs> well, as far as I know, they were because yeah. all it was is a clip of Patrick yeah, Kane getting chirped by Britain fans. It was yeah. like that's amazing. He doesn't even know yeah, what the German yeah, but he laughs anyway. Yeah. But that's that's the beauty of sport, and I think that's that's the answer to your previous question. Yeah, and that's I think something that I've always kind of missed in the sport because growing up in Chile and watching games there. And the madness, because you go to the stadium and you just forget about life. And that's really what, to me, football's always been, is you forget about life, you forget about all the other things that are going on, and all you do is focus on that. So you screaming and chanting and just, you know, it, it brings that level. And hockey has the same, but it's a lot more of a tame. Oh, it's, it's, it's much more watched. Imagine if they had a section behind the net, oh. and it was just a bunch of rowdies with drums screaming and drinking there. beer. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. that'd be incredible. I would be there too. I'd be just thinking I'm pretty sure they kicked us out for a while. So, yeah, see, know. unacceptable yeah, NHL. Yeah. You guys got to sort it out. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Put the NHL on Boston. <laughs> yeah, we'll get on them. Um, yeah, really. I mean, it's it's good to hear that perspective from an outsider, from somebody who's really never had any reason, other than you know, obviously since married now and having a child. So, congrats for that. And and your child is probably going to play soccer. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so too. If she's Just... got any pedigree with your mom, I, we're okay. Yeah, exactly. Daughter's going to be a cooker, a kicker. Playing football, Canadian Remember or American. Not Harry. But yeah, so I mean, really, it's it's awesome just to hear a different perspective out of everything, right? Yeah. Thanks for having me, boys. Appreciate it. Anything else you want to add in? Harry sucks. <laughs> Thank you for the support once again. I get that a lot. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we'll. Uh, well, on that note, you know what? <coughs> what we're going to do is we're going to switch over to Dylan, do the Bundesliga report. We need to get wait, wait, I guess you guys get back. We got more for you. Guten Tag, mein Freunds, and welcome to the final Bundesliga report of the 2018-19 campaign. The season has wrapped up, and unfortunately, as many of you already know, the result was not in favor of my Borussia Dortmund. But I can't complain, because truthfully, this season was an absolute wash for us. We had a new coach. We had a bunch of new players. It was supposed to be a transition period. And luckily for us, it turned out to be the exact opposite. We were nine points ahead of Bayern, and as much as people will rub it in our face that we blew it, we shouldn't have been in that position to even begin with. So for me, it is obviously disappointing. We won against Mönchengladbach, but of course, Bayern smashed Frankfurt. But you know, they couldn't have done it without a little bit of tension. You know, 
They make it 1-1 Frankfurt for like four minutes and then Bayern comes back and just wipes the floor with them. So unfortunately, Bayern, uh, they take it. But lots of hope on the horizon for those of you that are hoping for a bit of change in the Bundesliga. This is the first season of many where I think the title race will at least be closer. And I think that Bayern, if they aren't careful, will relinquish their uh, title to perhaps Borussia Dortmund or other teams that are getting more ambitious. The level of parity in the league is beginning to become more and more apparent. And I'm thinking that with some of the signings that Dortmund has just made of Julian Brandt, uh, Nico Schultz and Thorgan Hazard. I think Dortmund really have a good chance to contend next season and I think they made a statement that they don't want to settle for second place anymore. They want to push Bayern and if they can do that uh, and even not succeed next year and, and, and come second but really push them again, I'll be happy with that. And I think the trajectory of the Bundesliga is, is less of Bayern domination. It's not going in the same direction as Serie A where I don't think Juve stopping anytime soon. Uh, it's not going in the direction of the Premier League where I feel like and City's got a grapple hold on it. I really do think that Bayern are going to relinquish it one year or another. And that's going to be uh, a happy moment for all the casual fans and a happy moment, I think, for myself personally that's getting a bit tired of Bayern's dominance. But if you're a Bayern fan, fret not. You've won your seventh consecutive title. Congratulations. What a swan song for Frank Ribery and Ian Robin. Uh, but be aware, your celebrations uh, may be short-lived as next season will be coming for you. Back to you, Simon and Harry. Uh, so like we said, Canadian championships have been rolling like in full swing. Round one is done and over completed. Eliminations have happened. Um, Halifax, Bonazuri finished up on uh, game one was three to two for Halifax. Surprise from uh, from Vaughn. Vaughn was a quality side. They showed quality. I expected Vaughn to actually win that game. Nothing bad against Halifax, but I just expected a team that's a little bit, that has been together for a little bit longer, a lot more finesse. You know, and then run and gun, you know, like these guys are the big boys in town now. No, we've been here. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna come at you. And, and they, they showed proved, it. Yeah, they proved it. And then the other one was AS Blainville uh, out of Quebec against York. And in there, they held them to score this draw. And that was again, Blainville showed quality class, man. It was great to see uh, Pacific and Cavalry. Cavalry won the first one in Pacific, uh, 2 0. Harry, not too happy about that one, obviously. And then uh, on the second leg. Bonazuri won 1-0 in Halifax. Which, another crazy, crazy win. But Halifax advances through on the away goals from, from the first game, obviously, on the aggregate. So they go all through on a 3-3. And then uh, York 9 just squeezed it out like the 70-something minute. Scored a goal to, to, to knock out Blainville. But Blainville was at them. They were coming at them the whole time. And it was, it was good. Yeah. Calvary Pacific 2-1 today. That was the second leg. So 4-1 on aggregate on that one. Round two, we got Forge and Cavalry. And then we got uh, Wanders and Valor. And then York and FC Edmonton. FC Edmonton, that's going to be their win. I'm telling you that now. I understand both teams are struggling. You know what? York Knight should have the upper hand on that, but I'm going to go Edmonton. Edmonton's got the heart and they got the push and they're going to get that win. Yeah, that rolls off like not too far. June 4th is game, first game. It's June 4th, June 5th. So two weeks from now. Coming right away. The next round after is when it really starts to matter because you got Ottawa Fury coming in, the Whitecaps. So whoever wins Forge and Cavalry, who cares the about Caps. Ottawa Fury? Nobody does. I'll tell you one thing. I don't. <coughs> I can't wait till they join the league next year. Yeah. Oh, and you, two Quebec teams joining next year, supposedly. That, that's that's a thought. Sir Alex Bunbury talking about <laughs> it. Had a boy, Alex. 
Max Bumber is top class. I love that guy. Love he's it, been love so it, good it. to us too. But uh, here's a little bit of, uh, I guess we'll go over to a little bit on the sour side of the CPL. You know what, what we're going to do here? We're going to give each other one minute. We'll see what's going on and then one minute to rectify or what's the word I'm looking for? One minute to interpret or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So game one in Forge, Kyle Becker, ball was going out of bounds. Boom, elbow. Nothing was called in the game. Was reviewed. Ended up serving a two-game suspension. Harry, your thoughts on Honestly, that? Honestly, one thing that these guys need to realize, and you know what, at the same time, no. You know what? One thing that all these players need to realize is you're actually in front of a camera these days. You're not sad. You're not playing on a field where you got guys holding their phones out anymore. You're actually the one front center in front of a camera. Be careful what you do. You know what? This this suspension actually has set, in my eyes, has set the tone for the league. Yeah. You know, Kyle Becker didn't realize this was happening or didn't realize, sorry, didn't realize that the camera was going to pick up on it. But the camera did. It's right in front of it. And now it's just made to every other player out there. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, to, to build off of what Harry said, the league set a standard and they weren't, not, they're not putting up with um, dirty, malicious plays like that. And that was dirty and malicious. Um, not to say that Kyle Becker is a bad person because he's not no. that type of player. Um, and he's shown that in the past. But the emotions of the first day of launch, you can see that, you know, where it would happen. I'm South American. I, we do stupid stuff all the time when we play even wreck so i can't really criticize them all that much but two games fair suspension we'll stay with forge for the second one coach bobby sweeney has suspended two games after the loss i believe it was against the Cavs. but apparently he got a red card and i've read somewhere that he got two red cards but this is from one of the writers um but he said two red cards on sunday's loss i don't, I don't know what he that. did I don't know what he, he must have said something to the to the referees maybe or no no idea i haven't really heard too much about it so if you know if you've heard anything by all means let us know and and you know add your comments uh fresh drinks just came so that's why harry got distracted and had to salute um, and here's the other one we'll talk about so edmonton's philip lincourt joseph we were at this game in edmonton i i have I was in very good sight because I was on that corner. Just reach over and grab it. There you go. Thank you, sir. I, do you, I'm going to go. I'm not even let you finish what you're saying. Let go. me explain the two-footed tackle. It was a 50-50 ball, red, straight red card. Honestly, back call. One of the worst calls I've seen. If anything, that was a yellow, a red, not deserved. Yeah, and I was on the opposite side of the field where Harry, Harry was with the supporters, and the supporters were like, what? Like, that was a red card? You know, um, when you were younger, your mother threw a shoe at you for stupidity? I really wanted to throw my shoe at a ref for stupidity that game. Uh, in my eyes, that one, from my angle, and we saw it, I saw it really well. I did not think it warranted a red. I thought it warranted a yellow card as well. I did not think it I think that one was a bit harsh. But he did go cleats up two feet. So I can see why they would have just said, you know what, we just need to maintain that standard. But three-game suspension, harsh. I would have... It was a yellow all day. Eddie's fans, I got your side on this. Yeah, I would say I, I'm with you there. Yellow card, too. I don't think anything that's bad. So, you know, might as well stay on this. So we had the pleasure and thank you for the hospitality, Edmonton FC Edmonton, staff, supporters, everybody at Edmonton. Players, everybody. Absolute class of players, everybody. Absolute class there. Clark Stadium's ugly, but 
you know what? The fans, the players, the team, make the staff, everybody make it up. Yeah. Um, we filmed their inaugural game. If you haven't seen that video, check it out on our YouTube channel. So go over and watch it if you haven't. So uh, I sat down with some of the supporters, met with some Pacific guys. The coolest thing was this, Harry, we were just talking about like, you know, there's going to come, we start to run in, we're just going to come a time where we're going to start to see people that recognize us a little bit more. Sure enough, we're walking down the street beside a pub and we see a couple guys wearing Pacific jerseys and they walk out and all of a sudden one guy's like, Harry! And Harry's like, what the? All these guys were awesome. They were yeah. class. All Victoria three Mike, the guys from the uh, Lakeside Boys, absolute class. I want one of those scarves. Lakeside Boys. <laughs> you going to hook us up with a scarf? We got from, you know, we should get them from all the supporters. River Valley Vanguard, you guys should hook us up with one of your scarves. Because the foot soldiers hooked us up. So it's just only fair that Lakeside Boys Throw it in. hook us up. Because we'll, uh, we'll put it on our wall and, yeah. But uh, it was great to meet up with those guys and sit with them. We had a chance to sit with them in the morning prior to game. Uh, Harry did all the talking there, so he could probably talk a little bit more about the ad experience. I was more... Honestly, I'll get into that later. But <laughs> as of now, go watch that video. Watch it. It's yeah. worth your time. It's worth the 10, 12 minutes of your life. And then uh, we did, of course, uh, El Clasico, the Battle of Alberta. Hold on. Before we go any further, we were already talking about Edmonton. In no way, Edmonton, I am knocking for this right now. Pacifics. Sorry, did I say Edmonton? Yeah, so... Sorry. So when we were we were at the game, this guy storms out onto the bench. He walks out onto the bench, and we're like, "Who's that random? Like jeans, white t-shirts." I wish I had hair because it was a mess. Like, just rolled out of bed <laughs> after a night with Harry. <laughs> Is that that? Now I know where you were at. Harry disappeared randomly in the middle did of I the have night. Bad, bad hair that day. <laughs> yeah, you did a little bit here. <laughs> So, so so we can blame Harry. He took um, Coach Michael Silver Silverbauer out for drinks because he looked like. Okay, if you guys have not seen Mike in any game that he's at, or every, well, every game that of course he is working, but look at him on that bench. He looks like a man that you picked up downtown Edmonton, like Old Strathcona, threw in the back of your car and said, "Go coach this team." Not in this coaching style, but in the way that he was dressed. Because I got like, and there's been a lot of comments made about it. So it's not just our own opinion, because that is a general consensus that Michael Silverbauer. He's giving Harry looks right now that he should not be saying these things. But he, look at look at um, York's coach suit always. Everyone's pretty well. Tommy like Peaky Blinders, three piece suit all the time. It's kind of a different level. And then you see Oscar the Grouch. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he kind of is always mad at 92. Well, if I was, you know, if I had a, the highest paid player on my team and wasn't scoring goals, I'd be dressing up like oh, that too. I he guess. probably has, that's probably why he got dressed up because he paid somebody that can't even score to do something. All right, let's move on. Let's so move before on. we're not, we're no longer invited to go to Pacific because of. But I love you, Pacific. I called you guys to win today. Anyways, let's go on. Um, <coughs> Honestly, Battle of Alberta getting released. Friday. Friday, the 24th. May 24th. Take a look at it if you haven't seen number one and two. Calgary's inaugural. Edmonton's inaugural. And now Battle of Alberta. Take a peek back. This is a big one. A bit of the rivalry back and forth. Some of the guys. We're going to end up on this. Okay. Before we get into some local, I have one last question. 
This is going to be a question I'm going to ask you. You've got a minute to answer this. Before the season kicked off, everybody talked about Tommy being the dark horse. What made his team successful? I don't even and, need a minute. And, and, Hold on. Why are you so jumpy? Because I felt like <laughs> you were But what? People called him a company. dark horse. People said that, you know, this guy. PDL players. Yeah, so. PDL players, this and that. But what do you think is fueling his success right now? And what do you think is going to be the demise of his team next season? I don't see a demise because I've seen him build multiple teams over multiple years and he has maintained success based on the fact that the way that he picks his teams and his players. He picks guys that work. That's it. I don't care if you were touted as one of the best players over there. You need to work and prove it. I don't give a shit who you are. You come, you prove it. I think it's that's it. He gets guys that are going to come out and work their asses off every time they set foot on the pitch. And if don't, you don't play. And then you're gone next year, and you'll just find other guys that will do it. So I don't see I, – I don't think we'll ever see Calvary have a massive fall off. They'll always be in in the mix because of the way that Tommy selects in his tactics. He's The man knows the game very well, obviously. Six games in, untouched. I agree disagree with you on that, okay? Cavs are having an amazing start to the season. We already know they're at 12 points. You know, and no way I'm saying Tommy's a dark horse. Tommy's built this team. Tommy's done everything that every coach in this league wanted to do, but was unable to because Tommy is Tommy, okay? But at the same time, at the same token, what you see this year is not what you're going to see next season. A lot of these players that are playing right now, and I'm going to throw it out there, and I'm sorry for doing it, but Carducci, I know you're not going to be here next season. Carducci is going to be moving on. You're, I'm looking at Mr. JB, Mr. Brown. He ain't going to be here next season either. So when we're looking at all of this, and I'm looking at the full shape of the Calvary for next season, they will be successful, but they will not be this successful. So all I, I have to say, you as Cavs fans, enjoy this first half of the season. Enjoy the next half of the season. Next season, my prediction already, FC Edmonton. To win the well, I mean they're gonna they're gonna yeah, their camaraderie is gonna come together. FC Edmonton is gonna be tough, but Tommy did it out of four years. He went to the championship twice with different squads, so I don't think the selection will be there. I think you're like FC Edmonton is bound to look really, really they're good. They're gonna over break time. through. They will break through. Um, but really on the CPL note, that's really it. Uh, we got nothing else to talk about the CPL. No. That's about the last month of everything that's going on. Um, let's hit local. Let's hit people local. Let's hit them fast. Let's so our people, Calgary Foothills. So we'll be doing the live streams again. We're covering Foothills. Uh, Calgary Foothills opens up their 2019 campaign. They opened it up, sorry, last weekend on the road. Game one in Seattle. Game two in Burnaby after TSS Rovers pumped uh, Portland Timbers U23s 5-1. Then they lose. 2-1 to, to Typical Portland style, though. We've seen Portland come out, not have the best start, but finish strong. No, Portland got pumped 5-1. That's what I mean. Portland. But they've been, they, I know, yeah, I know. Now I see where you're getting. Yeah, right? yeah, my bad, my Portland bad. always comes out. They always have a lackluster beginning, but they come out strong in the end. Yeah, so Portland's one game, one in Seattle, 1-0. And then uh, the Sunday, they played in Burnaby, 2-1. Goals from Danny Hayfield, Willie Accio, and Corey Bent. Massive performance from new keeper Ben Jackson. A uh, couple late stops to save them and hold them in it. Now they come home and open up this weekend. Friday is the first game at Showdice Park. 
So if you're in and you want to see, these are the next up and coming players. If not, go to our YouTube page and check out the live stream. I might be doing some color commentary this year, so I apologize in advance for my shitty commentary. We'll, we'll get Harry in to do it, but there, for Harry to talk unscripted for two hours or for an hour and a half, there's just bound for something. To I've met some really high people in many leagues. <coughs> I think I've lasted about two minutes on every conversation. I was like, ooh, butterfly. So I'll be there for maybe a couple of minutes. Color commentary. Don't expect a lot. Yeah. So they open up against TSS Rovers, both games, Friday, Sunday, 7.30 on Friday, 2 o'clock on Sunday. So apologies, Kyle, that I won't be at your baby shower because I have to go live soon. I won't be there. Sorry. I'm getting stared at right now pretty bad. Uh, on the women's side of things, <laughs> the Windows uh, WFC, they had uh, to Saskatchewan to play against, to open up their 2019 campaign against Queen City United in Regina, a team mostly made up of uh, University of Regina players. So they look to be a decent side as well, but Coach Flannery does put up a good squad. And then they're home the following Sunday where they kick off their campaign at home. We'll be live streaming those again. The women's will be on mykuju.com and the men's will be on um, blah, 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 YouTube. <laughs> Jesus. I was about to say, like, it's with a lie. <laughs> wow. But really on that note, we're working on a couple things. We're going to start covering uh, AMSL, uh, but we'll get into that a little bit more in the future. The season has kicked off there and everybody seems to be rolling there. So uh, hopefully come June, we'll be rolling. But uh, Honestly, really, and I know, you got anything else? I, last thing I got to say is, once again, watch the Calgary inaugural, watch the Edmonton inaugural. They are both small, easy, like short docks. And then the 24th, a big one. We got a big one. That is, that Alberta, is uh, that's, the Alberta that's Derby. The the Alberta Derby. Everybody's, already, everybody's already forgot about the 905 Derby. Yeah. What what is what is that even? Well, if it's North Knight did anything, they would. But at the same time, all I want to say is thank you very much. Like, subscribe, share. Comment. You guys want us to add? Do you have any questions? If you guys think we're wrong with our predictions or uh, think we're just nice guys, let us know. Thanks. Thanks, pal. But on that note, I'm good. We're out. Thank you very much for 1,000 subscribers once again.